Hey lady, Kelly Bennett here. I know you want to make life better for yourself. And I know it's important that you make it better for the people you love and all of those that interact with you and your business. But you know, running a successful business can pull you in so many directions that you find yourself rolling right into burnout and often you find yourself with no clear direction. Well, here's the good news. You can take control of your future and build a life and a business that you're passionate about. You deserve an empire that truly lights you up and inspires those around you. So how do you do this? How do you create that empire that's on fire? Well, first, by understanding that strong empires are built by intentional design. And second, by empowering yourself with the mindset, the systems, the profit mastery and resources that you need to execute on that intention. Well, you're in the right place because here on the podcast, you'll learn how to become the architect of a business that fuels you, your bank account, and a life you love. Because trust me, mastery and mindset are the jet fuel you need to ignite your own on-fire empire. Are you ready? Let's go! Well, today on On Fire Empire, we're talking about the subject of quiet quitting. It's been in the news a lot at the tail end of uh, the summer of 2022, and it's still going pretty strong. And I got to tell you, I've, I've watched a few shows on this, listened to some interviews about this, and quiet quitting is a real thing. It's nothing new honestly. Um, But what is it? Is it happening in your business? We're going to talk about what it is, what it isn't, and some strategic things you can do as a business owner and a leader to prevent quiet quitting and why you want to prevent it in your business. Well, first of all, let's look at what quiet quitting is this seemed this trends um, or at least the the hot topic got ignited sometime around I think it was September of 2022 where um, there was a 17 second video uh, by a young worker I'm not even going to mention his name because I don't really think it's it's worth giving <laughs> a lot of attention to this individual. Um, but he talked about quiet quitting and let me give you a little quote and, and this is really kind of where this newest trend or hot topic of it, um, came from. Um, so the fellow was a 20 something engineer and he, um, I think he was out of New York city and he put up the 17 second video and he talked about how he recently term learned about the term quiet quitting and he said it's quote where you're not outright quitting your job but you're quitting the idea of going above and beyond and then he went on to say you're still performing your duties but you're no longer subscribing to the hustle culture mentality that work has to be your life the reality is not and your worth as a person is not defined by your labor well, you know there's a lot of really good points that have, were made in that quote that work doesn't need to define your life in fact our lives are so much bigger than that one piece of it called our work 
But starting off with the idea of doing the bare minimum and intentionally not going above and beyond, um, for me, that is like a, a dead bang no-go for anyone on our team because we are out to literally flipping change the world in our businesses. Um, that's why we were called to business. I, as many of you know, I own a law firm uh, where we serve primarily people going through family law issues, divorce, and things of that nature, and also some planning in the estate planning arena. And in that business, in addition to um, my current platform that you're listening on, Kelly Bennett Esquire, um, which is all about helping women business owners and leaders develop um, very intention-driven businesses and design and live on purpose in their businesses in order to you know, make the biggest impact in this world. In both of those businesses, the goal is really big. Um, and we cannot make the difference in the lives of people, the people that we serve, like truly make a difference in, in bringing all the gifts and skills that, that uh, we've, we've been given in this world to bear for, for the betterment of other people. We can't do that if we have a team of people who ascribe to the idea that I'm going to show up to work and give the bare minimum, just enough, nothing above and beyond. Now, the reason I think that really grates at me is not from the perspective of, as a business owner, you wanna suck every bit of energy and life out of your employees that you can get. That's not the place this is coming from. What I've learned so much over the years is that there is definitely a scarcity mentality and an abundance mentality. And the scarcity mentality is that which is, I'm out to get as much as I can for myself in this world. There's not enough business and um, gifts and and sources of things I need to go around. Um, I have to watch out for my competition at every turn. And I'm going to do the very bare minimum so that people don't take advantage of me. That's a scarcity mentality. Um, And the abundance mentality on the flip side is I've been given an incredible amount of resources and gifts. It doesn't have to be a ton of money. But recognizing and looking at the world through the lens of look how much I have. Look at the relationships I have. Look at the look where I live. I mean, there are so many things to be thankful for. And starting with that and realizing that we've been gifted with so much. And um, I I truly think it's our responsibility to give back and use every bit of what we've been given for the betterment, betterment of other people. I've discovered testing out both mentalities and as has my family and many of the employees who've worked for us on our team, that when we come from an abundance mentality, it's unbelievable the beautiful things that happen in life. And we have the saying around our home that you can't, you can't outgive God, right? So we're these faith-based um, business owners. And we know that if we set out to serve other people first and foremost, the rest will follow. And so when this fellow kind of came up with this idea of I'm going to give as little as possible, I'm going to jump into the scarcity mentality at work, the problem he's got is he's inviting scarcity into his life. 
And so I'm sure his employer isn't thrilled to, to hear that idea of I'm going to do the bare minimum. Because if you care about the people you serve, the customer, the client, the idea is to serve them to the best of your ability and knock their socks off, not do the bare minimum. Because people work hard for their money and they are paying um, a, a good amount of money for whatever whatever it is you have to offer. So that is the first thing with this culture um, mentality of um, quiet quitting, that I'm gonna go in and do the bare minimum. So. It is not about quiet quitting, in my estimation, is and, and not agreeing with it, is not about trying to get as much as you can out of somebody. In fact, we very much teach work-life balance, and there are times in business where you have to hustle. There's just, you don't get anywhere without the hustle. It's not sustainable over an extreme amount of time. But there are moments, and our team understands that, and they're willing to bring that hustle when it's needed, but we're also very intentional about planning margin and recovery when we do have those moments in time. So um, this whole idea of quiet quitting is not really, from what we've seen, about life balance. It's about, I'm not going to give my all to this employer. Um, and so thinking about that culture of scarcity mentality, the more you hold on to things, the less you'll have in life. And that's what really bothers me about this. The other thing here is business owners, if you've got quiet quitters working for you where there's no above and, the, and beyond, there's no thinking about the business or the other colleagues or the team, how to serve the clients better, um, no victimizing yourself. Whose fault is that? It's your fault. It's my fault if it happens. And the reason that happens is, is because we've got expectations that clearly haven't been communicated or set from beginning from where you want to, when you start to hire somebody in the hiring process, all the way through the training and the maintenance process and the growth process. So if you're finding frustration that you've got those who are not going above and beyond, who have no interest in it, they want to put in the bare minimum, I would suggest to you that you look at your processes and not do the finger pointing of, of blame on that person, but start with yourself. I found that this is primarily where it starts is within my own processes when we've had that in the past. Look, right now is no time to have low performers on your team. We're going into, actually we're in an economic um, recession, a, a winter time economically, and it is the worst time. It's never a good time to have low performers on your team, but is it particularly the worst time to have and tolerate a low performer is when times are getting tough economically. And they are getting tough, and we're looking at forecasts of 2023 only getting worse. So this is not to say that you can't win through economic winter. Uh, and we'll be talking about how to dominate an economic winter. That's something that I love to go and talk to small businesses about uh, and do that on a frequent basis. But I'll, I'll be sharing some of that in a future podcast. But one of the fundamentals is this is the time you must have A players on your team. So if you find that you have quiet quitters on your team, I would encourage you immediately to 
figure out how to turn it around either with that individual without spending an incredible amount of time because our employees need to be self-motivated, not us motivating them. If It's not our job as the employer to inspire, right? I hope to inspire through my leadership, but it is at the end of the day, not our job. But through some coaching and some systematic changes, take a look at your business and then secondarily, um, work with that person a reasonable amount of time. So where does it show up? Well, I'll tell you, this whole idea of quiet quitting doesn't make any sense to me because every time we interview for new positions within our businesses, what's really interesting is every single time, without doubt, as we get into the second and third round of discussions with a um, viable candidate, when we ask about, do you have any questions for us? Um, what's important to you in career fulfillment? Every time without doubt, the question is, I'm curious about what the career path is for growth into growing into um, a better and bigger professional. Now that doesn't sound like a quiet quitter, right? So if you're not getting that question as you interview, I would say that the alarm bells should go off. But here's the thing. Um, I just don't see how quiet quitting really serves people doing the bare minimum at their job when on the flip side, we are seeing candidates who want growth. They're looking for fulfillment in their careers and in their jobs. So those two things don't really mesh. The other thing that doesn't mesh is um, one of the things that I talk about all the time, it's been documented in um, psychological studies about what makes people feel the most um, happiness at work. And what it's come down to is accountability, which is very interesting. It's not perks and nap rooms and, you know, you know, extra fluff, you know, gimmicky things at the office. It's all about personal accountability. And when they take accountability for the results that they get and deliver in their jobs, the happiness quotient goes up. So again, the accountability piece, the, the desire for fulfillment in their jobs through a, a growth path, those don't jive with this what I think is a nonsense idea of I'm going to go in and give it my absolute minimum. If that's what an employee is doing, they're probably in the wrong job because they're not in a job that makes them excited or fulfills them. So how do you counter this as an owner? Take responsibility for it. Well, the first thing I would say is when you start to hire, put it in your job description. Quiet quitters need not apply. I don't care how direct you get, but I think if you set that expectation and be very clear what you're looking for in your um, in your ads for employees on a job listing, very clear that you are wanting employees that will go all out and you're hiring for peak performers. The second thing is in your hiring process, if you're hiring on the spot, or after very little time with the candidate, you're probably doing it wrong. It should be very intentional and well thought out. And again, designed in a way that attracts peak performers and where you um, really clearly set that ex expectation that we want uh, employees that are gonna bring their all. And how do you get people excited about that? Why do would they want to bring their all? 
Well, this then translates to the next piece, which really should start at the hiring process, but also as you are, once you've hired someone with your entire team, constantly communicating to them the meaning of their work. Now, what do I mean by that? This is about defining for them and setting the narrative around the significance of the work they do. So it doesn't matter if someone is answering the phones and doing some generic, you know, general office um, work, administrative filing to someone who is the higher level executive or professional. All of the things that are happening in your business should be flowing to delivering. It's all part of the process of delivering the end result and the product or the service to your customer or your client. And so that is what we call the value chain. From the moment information comes into your office, whether it's somebody or your retail business, whether it's somebody who's interested in the product um, or is an existing customer, there is a chain of flow that happens from beginning from the first contact all the way to the completion of the services for your clients. Do your employees understand where they are in that flow and how what they do in their particular roles, how that contributes to the unbelievable result that you are delivering to your clients and your customers. So attaching significance and purpose and meaning to the role is so important so that regardless of what your your team members are doing, they understand how important they are. And you can't underestimate this. Oh, they already know. I'll tell you one thing. Peak performers, they're easy to ignore and because they just go and do, right? So it's easy when things are going well to forget to remind them. Work it into your system. Understanding, identifying, and being able to articulate on a regular basis to each of your team members how important their job is and how what they do ties to delivering these life-changing results to your customers, your clients. Okay, so the significance portion is huge. So in your hiring and the meaning, putting that meaning even in the hiring descriptions, the conversations at the beginning of the hiring process, and then throughout um, the tenure of your team as members of your team. And then the last part that I would really encourage you to look at when it's all about um, preventing and counteracting this idea or this mentality of quiet quitting. Why are they being allowed to be quiet about it, right? Are, is there a, shy, a spotlight being shown on the work that your team members are doing? Not in a negative way, but in a positive way, and this is in the growth way. And so this question is measuring and reporting. Right now, I am smack dab in the middle of revamping um, and tightening up a reporting system for each and every one of our team members so that they are taking responsibility on the core duties that they are tasked with and that it's not just about doing the work, it's about what results are they expected to get and regularly reporting back. So if you are finding yourself chasing your employees, um, chasing follow-up, things of that nature, I, I will tell you 
one of the things that um, author Keith Cunningham, who wrote The Road Less Stupid, if you haven't read that book, I encourage you to get it. And we'll link to it in the show notes. But one of the things Keith said, and he's he's um, an, a wildly successful businessman who has made and lost and made again millions, millions, we're talking a lot of money, of dollars in his career, and he is one of the exemplar CEOs in the United States, if not the world. And so one of the things Keith Cunningham um, teaches is, look, employers and leaders, here's the thing. If your employees aren't performing and getting you the results, that's on you because you are not creating that accountability system for them. They should be accountable to themselves and they should understand very clearly what those results are that they're responsible for and on uh, and when they need to be delivering them. And they should also be responsible for self-reporting. You create a report for them and they report back. That way, the culture becomes, look, you don't fire, fire your employees. They fire themselves if they fail to live up to the results that they're expected to produce. And one way you do that is through the self-reporting. And so either they, they report and they you know hit the mark or they don't. But that's their personal accountability piece. Uh, one thing Keith says that I really love, and this, is, and this is just perfect. He says, look to an employee who's not performing and is maybe doing the bare minimum. Hey, I don't um, want to have to beg you to do your job, right? It's up to you to stand up and take responsibility for doing your job. And so if you fire, if you get fired, it's because you fired yourself. You don't have to beg me for a paycheck. In fact, never once have you ever begged me to go ahead and give you your paycheck. And likewise, I will not beg you to do your job. And I think that's really beautiful. We love and value our our team members, but we're not going to beg them to follow up and do their job. We want them to grow in their roles of responsibility. And can you see how quiet quitters don't fit the bill? When you create a reporting system and they report back to you on a regular basis, doesn't have to be a big long thing, but something where you are measuring and you are checking to ensure that the results that you've hired them to get are being obtained, Um, when you start doing that, first of all, you're gonna find out if they're having some trouble with getting the results and maybe there's something systematically happening um, where they need uh, a little more coaching or there's some tools they need, something to that effect. You're gonna find out through this measuring and reporting process, but more importantly, you are going to make sure you communicate to your employees. They need to be awake, alive, and seeking to get those results. And a quiet quitter will be chased off by that in a hurry. So those are my thoughts on quiet quitting. I'll, um, I'll let you know how it goes as I implement these new check-in processes with our team. Um, but I encourage you to think about these things and leave me some notes in on the podcast, on the on the um, episode show page on our website, uh, kellybennettesq.com forward slash podcast or over on my social media. I'd really love to dialogue with you about your thoughts on this whole quiet quitting thing and Honestly, I think it's in the best interest of not just our business, but those team members that we love, that we get to work with every day, to help them understand that that 
attitude and living in that scarcity mentality is going to make their lives much smaller instead of bigger. Well, that's the show for today. And before you go, hey, I want to thank you for taking the time to invest in your own on-fire empire. There's no doubt that the world will be a better place when more women like you have that life and business that fuels you, that fuels your bank account, but most importantly, fuels the ones that you love. I'm working hard to bring you content that makes a difference. So if you'd be so kind as to subscribe, rate the podcast, write a review, that really helps increase the exposure and sharing on social media. Well, that means a lot too. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, both at Kelly Bennett ESQ. Please post like crazy and invite others to be a part of this community here at On Fire Empire. And to get the heads up on new episodes, resources that I've mentioned in the show and those show notes, well, just go ahead and head on over to kellybennettesq.com forward slash podcast where you can sign up there. Well, ladies, until next time, keep designing that business with intention and live with desktop.